The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night I reserve to answer your questions where you can uh, talk about how you're feeling, share share with others your own experiences and um, you could do that by texting at 514-800. You can also do that by calling in at 514-7900-800 or emailing me laurie at drlaurie.com. A couple leftover texts. Do most men go down and give oral sex to women? This uh, guy wants to, wants to know. Well, I don't know about, I would say yes, I would say most, I don't have exact statistics, but I can tell you that men are interested in pleasuring their partner. And if women are honest and tell their partners what they like and what they need, then I would say that men are absolutely willing uh, to uh, to perform oral sex, which women like and need that direct clitoral uh, stimulation. And as we heard, we talked about it uh, last night, I guess this was uh, sparked by our discussion last night about reciprocity in, uh, in terms of oral sex. And it's true, some men don't uh, enjoy it, but uh, for the most part, I would say uh, the men that I talk to say for them what's important is to be able to give their partner pleasure, uh, which it goes against the, this misconception that, that some people have that men just take for themselves, right? It's, uh, that isn't true, especially, especially in long-term, uh, relationships. The texture writes in 90% of guys, I am sure. Now I don't have actual statistics on that. So if anybody can find that, then uh, I'll be happy to, uh, to share. Hello, Dr. Lori. I'm the one who works as a journalist, and even though I haven't had sex in a very long time, I'm grateful to be able to perform music for people, from professional musicians to street buskers, dot, dot, dot. There's no audience. I hear you, and this is obviously a gripe and, and something that's uh, bothering you. A lot of people that I know who are musicians are doing things online now. So either they start accounts, I don't even know what that, I forget the app or the this website where people can actually pay to hear you and, and what have you. So there are ways to gather an audience uh, online, which may be the, your, that's your best bet uh, right now for sure. Okay, here's one that uh, I want other people to uh, to weigh in on, okay? I'm a little worried and anxious uh, for being too honest. My present girlfriend of nine months asked for a picture of my previous girlfriend. After our first weekend getaway together, we were planning to be intimate for the first time, but I, a 58-year-old man, could not perform shortly after getting naked together. I'm very attracted to her vis physically and the person uh, she is. So that's, I guess, a side note. I quickly offered by saying, I can, this is back to the picture, um, I can try to dig one up of her, but all along I was wondering 
could this trap me where she could say, why do you still have a picture of her? But I also thought I will continue to be honest with her. I will risk it. Was doing this a mistake, according to you? How could I have responded differently? So what what would you tell uh, this person? Your present girlfriend asks you to see a picture of your past girlfriend. So I'm wondering, okay, what's the motivation? It could be curiosity. It could be a bit of insecurity, maybe um, <clears throat> wanting to compare oneself to another person. I think you have to reassure, and maybe that's what she needs, is reassurance that you have no leftover feelings for this person. And, you know, we all keep photos. I mean, if we had to, if we had, we all have a past, if we had to destroy every photo of everybody in our past, I I don't think that that's even fair to ask of someone, uh, first of all. So I, I don't see why it would be a problem that somewhere in your box of memento mementos or whatever uh you've got a picture of her or or two so i'm with honesty i think be honest and then i would gauge the reaction because the reaction would tell me a lot about what is going on you can also ask her why is this important for you i'm just trying uh to understand i think you might have been caught uh, off guard maybe and, and didn't know quite how to respond. But I think, you know, even in thinking of it and saying, okay, I process this and I, I before I show you anything, I, I just want to understand a little bit. Texture writes, showing her a photo of an ex is no big deal. Nothing wrong with nice memories, but she should know what's in the past is in the past. Yes, exactly. She has to feel confident that your past is your past and she has a past. So you both have past. You, you don't come to a relationship without some history that includes photos that have been taken. Uh, so it shouldn't be an issue. Dr. Lori, tell that first guy with the question about going down on a lady, tell him it doesn't matter what other guys do. If you go down on her, she will be into it. So stop worrying. I think what you're saying is stop worrying about what other guys do. Do what's right. Uh, do what's right for you and your partner. Not all women like oral sex. Not all. Okay. So we're, we don't want to generalize completely. But the way to be a good lover is to find out what your partner likes. And you can ask what your partner likes. You can um, perform oral sex and see what the reaction is. So tune into a person's reaction and body movements to see if they are uh, if they are into it. Hi, Dr. Lori. I think it's a bit prying of the girlfriend asking for the picture. I agree. It's worth discussing it with her and reassuring her that it's not something to, uh, to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I'm on board with that. Absolutely. If anybody else wants to help out this gentleman, then, uh, please do and, and send your comments along to 514-800. I have a problem with the difference between want and need. My wife wants me to be strong, but she also needs me to be strong. I don't want to, and I don't have the strength 
to be strong or fake it. Now, explain to me a little bit what you mean by being strong. Are you talking about being emotionally strong and she needs to feel secure because she doesn't feel so strong that she um, needs you to be strong? It's difficult to always be the strong one. I get it. It's very difficult to always put on the brave face and, 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 and be able to get through and, and just pretend that nothing's bothering you. But that is not a reality. Uh, that's not human nature is such that we, uh, we should be able to all have our vulnerabilities, whether you are a man or a woman. Unfortunately, when it comes to men, we have this idea that Oh, the man has to be strong and, and, and I, and I'm talking about emotionally, right? Men don't cry and things like that. So there may be expectations <coughs> that she has based on these old ways of thinking. I think it's important to say I can be strong and vulnerable at the same time. I'm allowed to have my sadnesses, uh, my, my anger, whatever, whatever it is as well. So you guys need to have a little bit of a discussion um, around that. Coming up, uh, some um, expressions of, of, of uh, uh, frustration with what's happening uh, with the pandemic and many more questions uh, on our text board here. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. I answer your questions. Plus, you can always add in your two cents to whatever we're talking about. 514-800 to uh, text in. You can call in at 514-790-0800 or feel free to email me anytime as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. So it, going back to the person who wrote in, I have a problem with the difference between want and need. My wife wants me to be strong, but she also needs me to be strong. I don't want to, and I don't have the strength to be strong or fake it, and adds she wants to feel secure, and she's been holding the fort for six months. So now I'm getting a bigger, a, a wider picture of what this is about, right? This is uh, people, are other people are in the same situation where one might have lost a job and the other partner has to hold down the fort or feels like all the responsibility is on them and I get it. Or, or it can also be that a person is dealing with mental health issues and therefore cannot work and so they do not feel strong. Uh, they feel vulnerable um, and that could be due to the pandemic. It could be due to all kinds of other, uh, other stressors. But when you're in a relationship... You have to, both have to be able to feel safe and secure that you each have each other's back. It's not always the responsibility of one person to hold down the fort uh, or to keep everything up. Sometimes there are cracks in the other posts, like think of two posts that are holding up a foundation, right? Sometimes one has to be a little stronger for the other one to, to compensate it's not a permanent situation, but we have to be able to do that uh, for each other to be able to get through the, the rough times. And rough times can happen to the wife or the husband or, or whatever it is. So trying to maintain that sense of a team is important. I think it's important for you to 
validate how she might be feeling. Um, maybe she's expressing in not so many words that she's anxious about holding down the fort and that it is difficult for her and that she's worried. So at least validate her feelings of worry and explain to her that right now is a difficult um, time for you and you understand that she needs you to be strong, but there are many different ways of being strong. And you can say, okay, I, I recognize that you're holding down the fort um, financially. Uh, let's see what my role can, maybe my role can be different. I may not have a job, but I can do X, Y, and Z, or I can take this off of your hands. Or So sometimes you have to think about the redistribution of, of tasks, if you will, or chores uh, to make it feel um to make it feel more uh, fair. One, being strong, no, my friend, it's a team effort. Be there for each other, and as one, you both will be fine. It is a team effort. It's just that sometimes your teammate can fall or uh, break a leg, you know, and, and so the rest of the team has to hold it up until the healing happens, and that's how we have to be able to uh, kind of look at it. Another question by text of 514-800, is it normal to have pelvic cramping muscle spasms during or after sex? So some people get cramping for sure. Like, um, I don't know about the, the pelvic cramping. Uh, certainly people have talked about getting cramps in their uh, legs and things like that. Dur or and the act of orgasm is, um, a muscle spasm. So your, your muscles can go into spasms with, uh, excitation and orgasm. So that is, um, likely uh, being well hydrated might actually help you. You ask if Kegel exercises help. I'm not so sure that a Kegel exercise is the thing for this, although maybe doing it after to help you release the muscle tension, like to you, uh, a Kegel exercise is you kind of contract the muscle and then you let it go so that you learn how to, how to bear down and, and release the tension in that muscle group. So yes, you, that might, uh, actually, uh, help you plus hydrating if you have other kinds of, uh, spasms, etc. I met my wife in 1978. She is perfect. We married in 1985. We have been very happy together. We were both virgins when we met. In 1999, I was approached by an attractive colleague. Although I did not accept her advances right away, the temptation was impossible to resist. All temptations are possible to resist. Uh, I had an affair that lasted two years. We saw each other almost every day. I was attracted and deeply in love with a person who was the total opposite of my wife. The sex was great, but I was very happy with my wife too. I lived a double life. We ended it because I had two young children at the time and I was still very much in love with my wife. I think about her often and still love her. Since then, I have been 100% faithful to my wife, but I'm riddled with guilt. I know that if I tell her I would hurt her, the marriage would end. I am torn. I feel horrible. What do I do? Whew, that's a, a moral dilemma, right? Right there. So oftentimes people will spill their guts because it 
relieves them of their guilt. They do it to relieve themselves of the guilt. Your guilt is your cross to bear right now. Um, I'm happy to hear that you are 100% dedicated to uh, to your marriage. You've also shown um, how statistics bear out here. Over 80% of men who have affairs say they still love their wives. I know that sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people, but that is in fact true and that they have no intentions of leaving their wives. They don't want to, et cetera, et cetera. So you've just really um, just demonstrated with this. At this point, um, I'm not sure that it's something that I would uh, spill to her. Be Simply, it would be relieving your own guilt and it can cause a lot of damage. If this was ongoing, I would say there's a problem here and that needs to be addressed. I know it's not a popular answer because usually I advocate for honesty, but in this case, to destroy it all, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't want to, I couldn't tell you what to do. I'm just not sure. Even if I'm, let's say I take the side of your, let's say I'm on the wife side, right? I, I, I play devil's advocate. Would she want to know? It's all over. It's done. You're dedicated. You better be a darn good husband to her. Um, if you tell her, then she might feel that she has to do something about it. And she might respond with, I wish I hadn't known, especially since it's long over and, and what have you. I wonder how people, what do you, what would you tell this person? Like, I want to put this out to the to the passion community. I think it's a really, uh, it's a difficult question to answer. Guy had an affair, lasted two years. It was, uh, quite a while ago. So it was 20 years ago already, right? Yeah. 20 years ago, still guilty, still feels the guilt and wondering if he should say something. That's the con the consequence of your affair is look what you're living with now. And, and for people who are thinking that a temptation is impossible to resist, think ahead, think about how you will live with it as well. The ex-girlfriend photo guy, if she brought this up after, after you could not perform, she may be curious to see the kind of woman you could perform with. Oh, didn't think of that. Uh, is she the sent person and so you can feel better about yourself? I'm not sure what that means. I think the guy has totally moved on so long, so long after his guilt producing affair is over. He screwed up, but it's over with. If she doesn't ask, maybe he should just let his guilt go as much as possible or accept the responsibility of the guilt, which is the consequence of what you did. But this happened 20 years ago. I'm not saying that a relationship can survive that knowledge because it can. So if you did decide to tell her, although again, if you're only telling her to relieve your own guilt, you want to think about that because now you're transferring the pain onto her. And is it really going to get rid of the guilt? No, no. Um, 
<laughs> Texter writes in, uh, take it to your grave. You will gain nothing. In fact, may destroy something. You screwed up. You know it. Live with it. Don't drag an inauspicious or insecure type. Maybe an alarm sounding. Hey, Dr. Lori, tell the cheater to suck it up, buttercup. He made his choice. He made his bed. Now he has to lie in it for the rest of his life. Right. That is the consequence and yes, you will feel guilty probably for the rest of your life. Do you deserve it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Deserve to feel that way. I'm not saying it's a good feeling and, and what have you, but that's what happens when you do something wrong. You, we live with the consequences. If you are a, uh, a, a human being that has morals and compassion and values. Yes, you might've made a mistake. I, I agree people can make uh, mistakes, but you would feel guilty. If you didn't feel guilty, then you might be a sociopath. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, somebody says if he does, he just relieves his guilt, but the vase will be broken and dies. No matter how much glue you use, it will never be whole again. Your marriage will be finished. So I want you uh, to think about that. I'd say a strong no, somebody says. Live with it. Learn from it. Telling about a past affair devastates the partner. Been there, done it. So you're hearing from other people. These are very, it's very important. It's, I'm so glad you brought this question up because it is quite the dilemma, but you're getting the entire passion community to help you out here. And you can continue to do that uh, at 514-800, of course. And coming up, as usual, our stupid sex story of the day, but it's stupid for a different reason this time. It's not just somebody's stupidity. It's a bit political, but it's about a stupid accusation. And I want to talk about that. That's after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. So tonight's uh, stupid sex story of the day has to do with a stupid uh, um, accusation against Joe Biden. And I was looking at this. This was an article posted by somebody by the name of Samantha Putterman. And the headline was fact-checking the pedophilia attacks against Joe Biden. So one of the most egregious examples is uh, of an attack is illustrated by a flood of social media posts that claim Joe Biden, the former VP and the Democratic nominee for president, is a pedophile. Allegations of child sex molestation are a prominent part of the QAnon conspiracy theory that suggests a deep state is working against President Trump's success. The posts were flagged as part of Facebook's effort to combat false news and misinformation on its newsfeed. We found no credible evidence that supports this claim. Pedophilia is characterized by an obsession of seeing children as sex objects, according to the dictionary. A person who acts upon this obsession by molesting a child, taking explicit photographs, and performing other acts specified by law is guilty of a crime. 
In Biden's more than 40 years of public life, including two prior runs for the Democratic presidential nomination and eight years as vice president, there have been no formal accusations, complaints, arrests, or investigations that implicate him in any sort of sex crimes involving kids. Now, true, he was accused by some adult women of unwanting, unwanted touching in public, and a, a, a Senate uh, staffer, Tara Reid, accused him of sexual assault, but there have never been any credible accusations of Biden engaging in inappropriate conduct with children. Uh, let's see, uh, when they reached out to discuss the accusations, Biden's campaign pointed us to a May 2020 statement that was issued in response to an Instagram post by Donald Trump Jr. in which the president's son shared an image of Biden saying, see you later, alligator, alongside a photo of an alligator saying, in a while, pedophile, to his three million followers. Trump Jr. later claimed he was just joking in a Twitter post, yet also repeated the insinuation by saying Biden should stop his unwanted touching and posted a collage of photos of Biden with children at a White House events. Biden briefly addressed Jr.'s actions shortly after, saying that what the president's son was trying to do is is get something going on the internet by repeating the claim often enough that people believe it. Biden said it's sick, but he is his father's son. On social media, the accusation is often accompanied by images, memes, gifs, and videos of Biden appearing to touch children inappropriately. The photos that are real often lack context. Others are not of him or have been deceptively edited to suggest something improper. We found that these images are overwhelmingly captured at public events when he is posing for pictures or greeting people and many depict Biden showing affection toward his family. For example, one photo of Biden leaning down by a boy with his hand cupped on the child's face shows him comforting his grandson at the funeral of Bo Biden, his son who died of brain cancer. Another image from the funeral routinely used in posts shows Biden kissing the top of his granddaughter's head as she stands holding her mother's hand. And another one shows Biden leaning in to kiss his grandson during his 2013 swearing-in ceremony as vice president. So, um... This is the ruling. Social media users claim that Biden is a pedophile. There is zero evidence, no accusations, testimonies, arrests, or investigations that gives this claim any credibility. So I thought I just wanted to um, share that. In response to our fellow who uh, had an affair 20 years ago that lasted for two years, who to this day feels terrible guilt and wants to know basically what he should do about it or tell his wife, be honest about it, knowing full well, in his words, that it would destroy the uh, marriage. So, so far the consensus has been do not say anything. I have more here. No, no, he should not tell his wife about the old affair. If he has to let it out, 
go find a therapist. Another one says, Dr. Lori, he can confess to a priest, get absolution. It may help him. Another, I wonder why 20 years later it is bothering him more now than in the past 20 years. After 20 years, it should be a buried memory. Well, not everybody can bury memories uh, so um, so easily. Another question here. Um, I've been in a long-distance relationship for several months. She's in Ghana, and I'm in Montreal. She wants to come to Montreal. She has her passport and visa. We're just waiting on the Canadian airports to open. How can I be sure that she will actually come and not be used? Do you know of any long-distance relationships that worked out? Okay, let's talk about this for a moment because you need to be weary of one thing. You could be getting scammed. And the best sign of a scam, a romance scam, is that the person asked you for money. If the person has asked you for any amount of money at all, you are being used and you are being scammed is the general consensus on these relationships. You, If you've never met, you're talking about a long-distance relationship that started long-distance. In other words, you've never met in person, the other side of the world, and she's coming here, and like there's something a little fishy. And if you're asking me about relationships long-distance that work out when they've started, I would say far less likely than a relationship that started in real life and then became long distance for, uh, for various, uh, reasons. I'd love to hear other people's take on this. If you also, this might be a scam, please look into romance scams. They exist and people are built out of thousands and thousands of dollars. So, sign big, big, big red flag is if that person has asked you for money to pay for her ticket, whether it's to get her passport, whether it's to get her visa. If she has asked you to send money, it is a scam and you are likely never going to see her. You're just going to keep sending her money. Be careful. Just be careful. No question, never, ever admit to an affair. Live with the guilt for the rest of your life and try to suck up really well. Otherwise, admit the fact that you should have just broken up with her. Hmm. Another text writes, in Joe Biden's creepy comment to those schoolgirls is really unfortunate, but the QAnon crap is way worse. Even in Radio Poubelle talk shows in Quebec City, we have that stuff ridiculously going on here in this province. Those QAnon true believers really have to evolve and start helping society rather than muddy it. Uh, coming over of your rants, your questions, your comments. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, you still have a bit of time to get in your thoughts, your comments, your questions. The Passion Poet weighs in here. Another debate tomorrow. Dr. Lori will not be on. That is true. Vice President's debate, two more mentally gone. 
Pence is religious, Harris a big Democrat, the blind debating the blind, the poodle versus the cat. I will only watch the highlights to see who will survive or watch it again on the weekend on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) They did a brilliant, brilliant job, actually. Okay, for the guy who wrote in about the long-distance relationship with the woman in Ghana uh, waiting for her, I hope that guy has actually talked with this supposed friend from Ghana, like in video chat and frequently, and never, ever send money at such a suspiciously early stage in this relationship. Just to let you know, in romance scams, it can take months before, they groom you months before they ask for any kind of money. They want you to feel like they truly, truly love you and then they will ask for money. So they, and you don't know how many people they're doing this with at the same time, but they, uh, they, they are manipulating and working you. They're not going to ask you right away. It could take months before a request for money is made. Uh, for the cheating person, by telling someone that you cheated on them What could they possibly say that makes you feel less guilty other than you're an a-hole and I'm out of here? Right. Uh, Call it what it is. I am a Christian, but I admit sick people use it to justify abuse. Be careful with religion and sex. (laughs) Maybe you should stick to entertainment and education and have a fun show for us. Yeah, as I'm reading that, I thought, you know, I I usually do stay away uh, from politics, but I don't know. I, 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 I get really bothered also when people are accusing others of being pedophiles with no facts to back it up. I think it's such a strong accusation that... Anyway, it, it came across my desk and I said, ah, all right, I'm going to uh, to read it, but don't want to offend anybody. Sounds like a scam to me. This is for the long distance. If you want to throw money away, be happy to give you my email and you can do a cash uh, transfer. <laughs> yep. Dr. Laurie, I consider myself a bi woman, even though I've been having a secret same-sex lover with the same woman since I was 17. It's been over 30 years. So speaking of affairs, by the way, just because it's same sex does not mean you're not betraying your partner. just want to add that. It's been over 30 years and she is married, kids, and I've been with her only... And I have been her only same-sex lover. I would never consider anyone else, but she does not consider herself bi, just straight with a same-sex fling on occasion. 30 years does not sound like just a fling. Uh, We are by far more straight. Listening to last night's Passion View is a breath of fresh air. The three of you are intelligent, articulate, You articulate your points very well, and it is just a good show with an air of sexiness. It is one of my favorite shows along with The Boomer Show. Your show taught me what an abusive relationship is, and I did my best to solve the problem, but he would not change, so I had no choice, and I am a better person today. I have been verbally abused in elevators by young men who had no more maturity than a young hormone-filled teenager, and again... He gave me the courage to speak up and put them in their place, and I've been praised for it in the elevator. I'm an older woman, but my age does not show at all. And just because I'm attractive and dress nice, why do some men just need to pass some sexist comments? I'm used to getting stared at and smiled at, and that is just fine by me. 
you are what I would consider an attractive woman for your age, so I'm sure you can relate. Oh, thank you. The reason I am messaging you is because I was flirted with today by a married man. As innocent as his intent may have been, I said to him, it must be nice to be married and loved, having someone you can depend on and always there for you. He just looked at me for a few seconds and said, Yes, I'm very lucky and I think I just realized how lucky I am, but there's no harm in paying someone a compliment. I am not picky with men. I do have criteria, but it would be nice to have an attractive man as he is, but there is so much more than just appearance. And like Paris said last night, sometimes it's all in that kiss. Thank you for once again reminding me of the important things in life and relationships. There you go. I'm with the Passion Poet. Uh, I'm only going to watch the debate highlights after the fact, and I missed hearing Passion last Tuesday, too. <laughs> well, sorry, but that's uh, that's what happens. <laughs> oh, I Your people, I don't know who your people are, do not have a very good track record, but seem to have their hands in everything, seem to have a lot of sex experts. Who are your people? What What are you accusing my people? Exactly. <laughs> love you but the truth is where it is he writes back I, I'm not even sure what you're referring to sadly uh, I have a dear male friend in his 60s who I always wondered if he was gay is there a way to ask him so if he's a dear friend maybe you can besides saying hey buddy are you gay like which i don't think is so great um and what do you care what his uh sexual orientation is or who he sleeps with but you could say you know we've been friends for so long and how can we never talk about sex like how you know this is kind of a topic we never talk about our relationships together and so that might be something and he's got to sense your openness as well. So I don't know if there have been any indicators that might show him that you uh, might not take it well or that you are somewhat homophobic. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying maybe, I don't know, he made some assumptions about that. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm not, I would not ask off the just like that cold like are you gay but I would yeah I think I would approach it with hey we never talk about our relationships I'd love to hear more about yours you know I, that's it period more about love than about who he sleeps with um you have to wonder too why are you asking just out of simple um curiosity we might have friends that are into all kinds of kinky stuff and I'm not talking about homosexuality as a kink. I'm just saying like other things sexually that they don't talk to you about because it's private or they don't want to or they don't feel comfortable or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I don't know how anybody is actually still falling for these romance scams. It's ridiculous. It's insane. How could anybody fall for that? Well, they do because there are, who do they... Who do they go after, you think? They go after people who are vulnerable, who might be shy to meet people um, in real life, for example, or on a nap where you, 
you go and you, you know, you meet somebody pretty rather quickly. So oftentimes uh, men like that and women who may be lonely and, and what have you will reach out or, or, or will be contacted. I know I've been contacted via Facebook and, and Instagram and such with strangers from all over the world. Hey, sexy. Hey, beautiful. If you start engaging in a conversation with them, they have their ways of sucking you in. They can figure out who's vulnerable to, uh, to this kind of thing, who wants to be desperately, uh, loved and, and who may feel, um, you know, they may be a, a hopeless romantic of some sort. And so they, they buy into the story, they buy into the fantasy. And once they're hooked, it's hard for them to believe that this person doesn't actually care for them because they feel that they've gotten to know them and, uh, they've spent so much time online chatting and things like that. So, uh, but then the, the requests for money come in. And unfortunately I've heard far too many of these stories. I, I remember uh, one woman who, uh, she handed over, over a period of a year or something like that. Never met the person, but I think spent like $30,000 and it was always about my mother's sick or I need some financial help for my sick this, or, you know, send me money to buy a plane ticket. And then there was always excuses. And of course they never show up. That's the reality. Anyhow, please don't get scammed or be very careful. Um, when it's long distance, when it begins long distance like that. So I hope we've been a bit helpful tonight. Thank you for being with me. Thanks for entertaining me with uh, so many of your uh, texts. Just uh, love it. Thank you so much. Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer as well. You can connect with me uh, through social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website at drlori.com where you can also send me your, uh, your, your emails. And if you want to listen to past podcasts, you can do that uh, as well. You can also find the best of the show on the CJD page on the iHeart app or our show page at cjad.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV national news. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.